Welcome to Unfuck Your Brain, the only podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, feminism, and coaching to rewire your brain and get what you want in life. And now here's your host, Harvard Law School grad, feminist rock star, and master coach, Kara Lowenthal. Chickens, fancy meeting you here two days in a row. I am so excited to share part two of the Clutch Open House with you today because we're going to be starting with a live coaching session. Well, technically, it's a recording of a live coaching session. You get what I mean. I'm going to coach one of our Clutch members live on emotions, how to deal with them. And before I do that, I'm going to explain why and how to listen to the coaching to make sure that you get out of it exactly what you need. It is way more powerful often to listen to someone else get coached. So really excited for you to hear that. Before we jump into part two, I want to make sure that you know that Feminist Summer School is kicking off really, really soon. It is happening inside the clutch during the month of August. You have to join by July 31st to get access to the whole thing automatically just for being inside the clutch. We have special trainings. We've got some fun homework. It's the kind you actually want to do. We are going to be having these special teachings on how to have an amazing vacation, how to love your body more this summer and feel more body confident this summer, how to de-stress your summer. So many crucial topics for really making the most of August. Feels like the summer has flown by. So I'm really excited to make August incredible. And I want you to also. We're also going to have some feminist summer school specific challenges inside our private Facebook group and community, which is the only way to connect with other women who are doing this work, who are really trying to get the patriarchy out of their brains, change their thought processes. And we like to make it fun. We like to make it a game in a good way. And that all goes down inside our private Facebook group. So you got to be in the clutch to get access. You won't want to miss a minute of it, which is why you need to join by July 31st. So join now, text your email address to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four. Again, that's plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four. And the code word is summer, or just go to unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash summer. Let's hang out the summer inside the clutch. I'll see you there. And now let's get into some coaching. Hello, I'm back. I missed you all. All right. So thank you, Anna, and our amazing clutch coaches. So here's what I want to kind of, we're going to do some coaching, we're going to do some live coaching, but I want to talk to you first about how to think about coaching. So I'm sure this is not true of any of you, but sometimes I myself or some of my students might have a little bit of perfectionist thinking. (laughs) We might have a little bit of black and white thinking, and we might think that we're supposed to be able to solve all our problems ourselves because we're smart or we're supposed to be smart or sometimes we think we're smart because, well, you could just listen to the podcast and solve everything for yourself. Or if you join the clutch then, and I'm going to talk about why the podcast is not the same as the clutch a little bit later, but even when you join the clutch, then it's sort of like, well, you know, their materials are here and I'm just supposed to be able to do the materials, apply them to myself and solve my problem. That is true for some people sometimes on some issues, but the clutch isn't really designed for you to just do the materials by yourself in a vacuum without any help or support. Like if that was really how it was supposed to work, then I wouldn't have clutch coaches. We wouldn't have a forum for getting anonymous coaching and ask the coaches. We wouldn't have live coaching calls, right? If you were supposed to be able to do it all yourself, just put yourself together like an Ikea table with just the instructions, then we wouldn't have all the rest of this. You're meant to get support for your specific brain as you apply the teaching and the materials. Of course, the courses in the clutch are incredibly in-depth, powerful, targeted lessons and exercises and practices for you. And they are very transformative. And sometimes it is totally the case that you sit down, you do a course, you listen, you do the exercises and you're like, bam, I think I got this. That's amazing when that happens. But that's not necessarily the norm. And it certainly is not like the way it's always supposed to be. There are going to be areas that are trickier. You're also learning a whole new set of skills. Like you're learning a new way of thinking. You're going to need support and help in doing that. Like that's why kindergartens have teachers, right? So those of you who are joining, and I know some of you have already joined on this call, I just want you to remember that you're supposed to use the support that's in the clutch. 
So don't listen to your brain being like, you know, my question is stupid, or I should be able to solve this myself, or the clutch coaches like don't want to hear this, or they think, you know, the clutch coaches exist so that they can support you. I exist so I can support you. We are all here to support you. You're supposed to need support. You're supposed to need help. That's normal. Okay. So when you come in, there's a couple of different ways for you to get support. And Anna talked about that, right? You can use the Facebook group, which is optional if you want that peer support. You can use our anonymous coaching question form. That's the ask the coaches where you can ask a question or put in your kind of situation for coaching anytime and you'll get an answer from a clutch coach. You can also enroll in private one-to-one coaching with one of the clutch coaches after you join the clutch right? When you have a one-to-one coach, if that's accessible and available to you, it's really just like getting on the, like the HOV line, what's that called? Like the high occupancy vehicle line, you know, where you've like two or more people in the car, you can skip the traffic. That's what working with a one-to-one coach is like. I'm someone who always wants to hire an expert to help me get results fast and efficiently. And that's what one-to-one coaching is. The kind of problem with hiring a one-to-one coach outside the clutch is that They just don't have access to the same level of resources and materials, right? You're just dealing with like that coach in their own six-week program or whatever it is, or three-month program or six-month program. But in the clutch, the clutch coaches have access to and can coach you through and help you with anything in the clutch, any of our 12 plus different courses we have, any of anything I teach on the podcast that you've listened to and been trying to figure out, right? Anything. So we want it and they're sort of trained and you know continually get coaching and professional development with me and with one of my master coaches so they're really up to date on what i'm teaching like the newest stuff from the podcast they are on that cutting edge and so that's why we offer one to one coaching in the clutch at a much more accessible investment than somebody's able to offer if they're running their own business on their own so we have a waitlist right now because one to one coaching is so popular in the clutch so but i want to let you know so that if you've already joined or you're joining today, you want to make sure to put your name on that wait list to save your spot next time a space opens up. Um, and Anna, you know, showed you where that was, I believe. But right now, what I want to do is give you a taste of what that coaching is like. So what it's like to have somebody focus with your brain and you in a back and forth conversation. And this is something that might happen on a group coaching call in the clutch with you and me, or with you and one of the clutch coaches on a one of the clutch coaches calls, or it could happen in the context of one-to-one private coaching if that's something you want to invest in and a space becomes available. So here's what I want to tell you watching this. Most people in the clutch never get clutch coached live by me. And that's actually a good thing because you can sometimes black out a little <laughs> when you're getting coached directly. Your brain is like, ah, she's challenging my thoughts. I don't know what to do. I'm going to lay down and die. That's very normal. It's so, so powerful though to watch other people get coached. So I always really appreciate the people who come up for coaching and they can watch the replay and get a lot out of it that way. But being coached live by me, Sometimes a little bit a little bit intense for you, but watching other people get coached live is an incredible learning opportunity. So here's, I want to give you a little sneak peek of how you should think about this when you join the clutch. You're not listening for when the circumstances of the person's situation match yours. So we're not listening for like, oh, well, this person is getting coached about their mom and my problem is with my boss, so it's not relevant has nothing to do with what the circumstances. What you're listening for is the kind of thoughts you have, right? You're listening for the thought patterns that sound familiar. That's what I'm coaching on. It doesn't matter who the people are in the thing, right? Or whatever the issue is. What I'm really coaching on are what are the thought patterns going on? And if you listen and pay attention, you're for sure going to hear some thoughts that you have, no matter who I'm coaching. And so I'm coaching them on those thought patterns. That's going to be applicable to you. And your brain is going to take that in and start thinking about it and start thinking about how do I apply this to something I'm struggling with? So that's the best way to listen to live coaching or to watch a replay of live coaching. But that's what you want to be looking for. What are the thought patterns that I can take from this? And what's the coaching car is giving or whoever the clutch coach is giving that applies to some thought patterns that I have? All right, Maria, you are up for coaching. Hello. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you finally. You too. Hold on, I got to turn on my volume to make sure I can hear you. (laughs) Okay, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm anxious. Got a lot going on uh, with my mom's health and it's like a lot of anxiety. Um, Okay, let's talk about it. Sure. 
Um, I guess I'll go through like the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just tell me whatever you want to tell me. Yeah. So she, um, she's in the hospital in Greece now. She mm-hmm. new information. She has this like neurological disorder. She's going to need like rehab to get her walking and moving. And now they're even saying maybe there's like cancer has spread to her brain. So I'm just like mm-hmm. upset and anxious. So mm-hmm. I guess like my thought is like, I guess really my thought is like, I don't want her to die mm-hmm. and feel anxious. And then like my A line is like, I'm like, overanalyzing things i'm like ruminating i'm just like mm-hmm. just super like that fight or flight response like yeah stomach is like in butterflies so i'm like feeling those physical sensations mm-hmm. of anxiety um and then i guess like the result is i'm like creating this for myself but it's like hard when your mom's like you know of like course. really yeah thing so that's where i'm at <laughs> okay yeah let's talk yeah. about it so I'm really, I'm really glad you brought this because I think it's so important to see that like the point of coaching is not to be like, let's feel happy about this situation, right? That's not what we're going to try to do here. Just want to try to see if we can help understand what's going on with the anxiety piece of it and see if there's a way to kind of help you get yourself a little more regulated, right? And kind of be more prepared for whatever this experience is going to be. So let's talk about the anxiety because when we're anxious, right? It's because we're afraid something's going to happen. And, you know, if you are in the clutch, you may know some of this for everybody else watching, like when we're afraid something's going to happen, what we're actually afraid of is how we'll feel about that thing, right? We don't fear that like things that feel amazing will happen. So in this case, like, can you tell, what do you think you're afraid of? Is it afraid of feeling grief? Is it afraid of feeling like guilt or something? Like, what is it you're afraid you'll feel? Uh, I'm afraid of the feeling of the grief of like, just not having her here and like, you know, like, is this the end? Is it, you know, just like debating mm-hmm. all that, like, just like super anxious about that. Yeah. So the grief is. Okay. So you feel you're worried, you're feel anxious about the prospect of feeling the grief. Yes. What do you imagine the grief is going to feel like? terrible you know like (laughs) like I'm dying like it's terrible like my life is over like you know everything was great when my mom was around and now it's like a new chapter like my life without my mom like Mm -hmm. you know okay so So you're afraid you'll feel the grief what do you imagine so that those were some thoughts what do you what is the feeling in your body that you're really afraid of having um I'm not sure. I mean, I guess I'm already having the anxiety. So I'm like, I don't know if that still counts as an answer or. Well, that's uh, what you're feeling now. Yes. And you're afraid that you'll feel grief, but I'm just wondering, it's interesting that your brain is like, I don't, I'm afraid of having this feeling, but what is that feeling? Yeah. I guess loss, sadness, grief. Okay. I thought, is that, is yeah, that grief enough? is a feeling, but it's just what I'm trying to help, what I'm trying to kind of help you pick apart is like what is so let's let me ask you this what does grief feel like in your body like your heart is heavy like mm-hmm. you know or i guess i'm like i guess i am like your heart is heavy or your like stomach is like a pit in your stomach mm-hmm. like you don't eat can't sleep you're just like in grief you know you're in a loss okay. a is loss. that a feeling you've had before yes okay yeah and when My, that feeling oh i'm sorry go ahead Oh, no, I was like, I lost um, a cousin of mine of, like four mm-hmm. years ago. That was like a big loss for me. Uh, I lost like a family friend a few months ago. So like I have had the grief mm-hmm. before, a whole like grief counseling group. So I've done a mm-hmm. whole lot of work on grief. <laughs> okay. So, so what if you've, ex- you've experienced grief before and you said you've done some work on it, what do you think about it feels so scary to you? Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, it's so scary about it. Let me think. I don't know. That's a good question. I guess what's I? I'm like I don't know. If like the loss itself. I guess you know, like mm-hmm. the set associated you with the feel grief. Yeah. What do you think? Like, what comes up for you? Do you have thoughts about grief when you feel it? Like, what's your response to feeling grief? Right. Well, I definitely don't want to feel grief. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. That may really be it though. Let's just stay there for a minute, right? It may not be more complicated than that. 
What's happening is you're like, for sure, this feeling's coming and I don't want to have it. Yeah. And so you're making, and that is creating the anxiety. Yeah, that definitely could be it. Yeah. Well, I am, my thought is like, I don't want her to die. Like I don't, I do want, you know, so that does make sense. Yeah. I know. Like in the shower, I'm like, do I have to think about like, like seeing her like in a casket, like things like that in my head, like, you know, like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to experience that. Like I've seen it through other people, never as close as like my parent, you know, like my grandfather's cousin who I was very close with. I consider him like, like a sibling almost like Mm -hmm. seen it before. And I just don't want it now with my mom. Like I don't want to do it. And I inevitable too, because we're all going to die. That's the, that's (laughs) the thing, right? So you don't have to want it. Like you can, you can keep feeling exactly how you're feeling, but I think the anxiety is right. It is inevitable. Right. Even if yeah. it's not now. Right. Right. Yeah. Unless you die first, which we know your mother wouldn't want. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. at some point there's going to be grief. And I think because you are telling yourself, I don't want to feel grief. You're what you're the signal you're sending to your brain is that the grief is dangerous. Yeah. That makes and a lot so of sense. <laughs> then you're creating anxiety on top of the grief. So I don't think we need to get rid of the grief. Right. You want to feel grief about your mother, but right. this the the sort of the I don't want to feel the grief. I wonder if we can just start with the thought. I don't think we have to go to let's not try to go to like I embrace the grief as part of all like like let's just yeah baby step. let's just like right <laughs> let's come up with a baby step. I just wonder how you think like the level of anxiety you're at when you think like I don't want to feel that I don't want it to happen like full stop no I don't want it right how does it feel if you practice thinking something like even though I know I don't want to experience this, I also know that I will be able to get through it. Yeah. You just, just try, I don't want you to think about intellectual. I want you to like think that thought in your head and see if anything changes in your body. Okay. Can you say it one more time for me? Yeah. 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 I'll say it to you. Just a long one in that place. Yeah. Get in that place of like, I don't want it. I feel that. Okay. Even though I don't want to feel this, I know that if I do have to go through it, I will make it to the other side. Yeah. I know. Like I, I feel a little, but I'm still like, no, but I still don't want it. Like there's a shitty thought. Right. Yes. Okay. So like, even though I don't want, I know I will get through it. Yeah, we don't, that doesn't have to be the right thought for you. Like okay. you may want to brainstorm. We can brainstorm now, but I just, what I want, what I, what I want to offer you as a technique here is like, you may not be ready to like be willing to experience the grief, so what can we do that's a sort of like, it's like the yes and in improv. It's like, I don't want to experience this. Yeah. And I know I, I will get eventually. Or like, I, I don't want this. And also I know it may happen and I'll have to come. Like it's sort of, we can play with it. But what do you think? Like, what do you think is something that would. Like that you could, Yeah, that you can like join up with it. So you're acknowledging like, I know that I don't want this. And, and I know I'm like, but, but I guess we can try but we can try anything, but like, I know that I don't want this, but, but I'm like, it's part of life. (laughs) How does that feel? There's no right answer. We just got to check in with you. Part of life. A little bit better. (laughs) Okay. A little bit better. Every brain is different. So this is a great example for everybody watching. Like, I don't necessarily know what your thought should be. Right. I'm just going to try to help you figure it out. So it's part of life. That's a good option. What if we tried also something that's sort of like, I know I don't want to, like, I know that I don't want to experience this grief. And I also know it's like a reflection of how much I love my mother. How does that feel? That feels nice. That feels like a little more like, I guess it's like, it's okay to also like cry about it too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That one also feels like a little tinge. Like it's like getting me more like emotional, like, this is like coming from love that I'm upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just got a little like chills up the back of my neck, which is my like coach intuition, but I think yeah. that's right. It's like, because you're, you're like fighting the grief, but grief and love go together. Right? Yeah. So if you were really in your love for your mother, you'd also be in your grief. Right. And you're in your anxiety instead, right. Trying to not have to feel that. Definitely. I'm in my anxiety instead. (laughs) What do you, I want to offer you one more option and then you can kind of see, you know, I know this is emotional, but I almost wonder if it's like, maybe what we need is a thought that's like, no, I know, no, I don't want to feel this, but I also know, like, I don't know what the right word is, but it's like, 
I'm big enough to hold this. It's like, you're sort of like doubting your own capacity to hold that grief, but you have that much love for your mother. You'll be able to hold that grief. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel like a little more like sad too. Like, you know, there's like a twin. twin Yeah. I'm not trying to coach you to not feel sad. That's not one of the options. Yeah. True. No, I'm, I, yeah, it's, I had a feeling that was, this was going to come up like, you know, we're not going to like, yeah. I mean, maybe you just, I'm going to offer you one more thing. You can just practice giving yourself the choice. It's like when you're feeling all anxious, just be really clear with yourself. Like, all right, self, listen, I can feel anxious or sad. There is not a situation right now where if I just resolve my anxiety, I'll feel neutral and chill. Right. (laughs) That makes sense. It's like, that's not on the table. So do I want to feel anxious? Do I want to go into the grief or do I want to be in the anxiety? Like you get to choose, but it's kind of a fantasy that you'd be able to coach yourself in this scenario to be like, nothing's going on. Just feel chill. Yeah. I am a confident person now, you know, whatever. Right. I think it really, it's like your options are be in anxiety or be willing to go into the sadness. Right. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I guess my new, I can begin to start like when I notice that, like, yeah, I don't want this, like, I'm going to like, I guess, support myself through it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Any of those are good. You can rewatch this and like take notes, but I just, I think that like, y- you know, when you feel really anxious, it's like your brain is racing to try to be like, what can we do to get rid of this anxiety? Right. And the truth is like, you already have a way, which is you have to open up to the sadness. As okay. long as you're not willing to open to the sadness, you're going to feel anxious. Yeah, I definitely could be closed off to the sadness. And I'm also your like, brain knows it's coming. If your mother passes away, you're going to feel that sadness. So yeah, it's coming down the pike. Right. And you get to decide, am I going to try to open myself up to it and believe in my capacity to hold it and bear it? Or am I going to try to like hold off the water and hold off the flood, which is going right. to make me really anxious because the flood is still coming. Yeah. Either, either way, you know, whether I hope it's not in the near future or. Right. But it's some, right. Whatever it is. And like, it's okay to feel sad. You know, I think that there's no way around that sadness. Like that's really. Right. Yeah. It's like, am I going to go in or am I going to race around the outside trying to figure out a way to jump over it? Right. Yes. Okay. I definitely will lean into it more. And I think practicing something about your belief, like your ability to like that, you will be able to get through it, like that you can hold it because your brain is like, no, no, it's going to kill us. We can't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's not, if you can hold that much love for your mother, you can hold that much grief for your mother. Yeah. Okay. So you're like, your whole affect is like calm down on this call. So I think we're going in the right direction. We're definitely going in the right direction. So that's, that's what I want you to just keep on is that sort of like how, or like even for like three minutes, how can I open myself up to like the grief for like three minutes? And then I can mm-hmm. go back to being anxious, right? Or like, and I think you're going to find like the more you're able to open to that, your anxiety is going to go down and you're actually going to be able to like be more present with your mother, which is what you, re- all we really want in this scenario. Yes. Very true. Right. Okay. Thank you My so much. Friend. You're pre- welcome. Clutch, by the way. Posted. Yeah. Bye. All right, my friends. That was thank you so much, Maria, for sharing such a such a vulnerable moment for us. I think that's such a beautiful example. This work is about cognitive and strategies and reframing. And it's also about the emotional life. And it's not about trying to be happy all the time or trying to feel chill all the time. It is about learning how to increase our own human resilience and capacity and learning how to have faith in our own human resilience and capacity. All right. Some of you have already joined the clutch and then some of you have questions and want to know what's in what want to know even more details about what happens when you join, how the clutch works, all of that. So, I am going to share some details about that with you. Um, excuse me. And then I'm going to answer some questions and I'll even if anybody wants to get coached on their decision to join, if they're kind of feeling on the fence, I will coach you. You can raise your hand when we get there, if we have time, but let's just go over some of what you need to know. So, oh, hello. So here's what we do inside the clutch when you join the clutch. 
you can get coached every day, every week, every month until you trust yourself to go after and hit every goal that you have in your life. All right. So for me, one of the biggest kind of goals of this work is teaching you how to trust yourself. Women are like systematically taught not to trust themselves, to question themselves. You know, we're irrational. We're emotional. What time of the month is it? If you're upset, right? Do you, are you an expert? Do you even know what you're talking about? Is that a bad idea? Like these are the kind of messages we get in society. And so women are raised to not trust themselves. And so part of what this work is about is learning how to trust yourself, right? And learning how to believe that you're capable of achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve. So in your first 30 days, you go through the feminist mindset fix. That is our kind of initial course everybody goes through. And you learn how to change your thinking. So you learn how to create literally new patterns in your brain that will help you feel more confident, less anxious, more excited about your life, right? No matter what's happening. Excuse me. And as you work through the program, you get to sort of uncover like who you really are and who you want to be outside of what society told you that you need to be or you're supposed to be. You learn how to uncover who you are without that social programming, right? And so you can build that self-trust to take action on those desires. So many women kind of feel like they don't even know what they really want to do or who they really are, who they really want to be. Learning how to become aware of your thinking and the social programming and then how to change it is what puts you in touch with that kind of true self within, right? And you will have ongoing support for anything that comes up in your life. Think of the clutch as sort of two tracks. One is like helping you, and both tracks can be happening at the same time. One is helping you set those big goals, become who you want to be, like create a different life for yourself in this kind of forward-oriented, like goal-oriented way. The other is just handling all the shit that's coming at you in the meantime, being a human, being a woman in this society, all of the kind of daily challenges that we all face of like dealing with our work stress and fighting with our partner and yelling at our kids and feeling stressed out by our family and, you know, feeling overwhelmed trying to balance it all or getting in a fender bender and beating ourselves up, like whatever's happening. We got you on that too. So just to recap, because I know that the uh, tour was a little bit ago, here's what's included inside the clutch. We have live clutch coach calls every week and there's live coaching calls with me every month. And if you're in for six, if you're in the clutch for six months or longer, we have two coaching calls with me every month. We have ask the coaches, that's our on-demand anonymous question form, get a fast response from a trained coach, one of my clutch coaches, you just met them. So you can ask what's really on your mind, right? And you can kind of let it all out and really get targeted specific advice. This is not like the like AI chat bots on some people's sites or customer service or whatever. This is a real life person giving you a specific coaching response for your situation. We have specialized courses. After you finish that feminist mindset fix your first month, you then can unlock a new course every month. We have courses on sex and romantic relationships and family and friendship and money mindset, your career, self-confidence, your body image, trauma and your nervous system, advanced skills in in kind of um, thinking new thoughts. We have so many amazing courses. There's opportunities to get individual coaching. We talked about using the Ask the Coaches form, getting on the wait list for one-to-one coaching with a clutch coach or uh, applying for live coaching on calls with me or with the clutch coaches. And we have 24-7 support inside our optional Facebook group if you want to join that. Only peer support happens there. Everything else is in the Clutch membership site that Anna showed you. So you don't need social media at all to be in the Clutch. But if you like Facebook and social media and chit-chatting about thought work and doing some peer coaching and support, that's what the Facebook group is for. Phase one, that feminist mindset fix really teaches you how to change the negative thoughts about yourself you have, right? You look in the mirror, you get kind of negative feedback at work or somebody at Thanksgiving asks you, why aren't you, why aren't you married yet? Or why don't you have kids yet? Or you do have kids and you have a bad day with them. I mean, I'm a step parent now, like some days you have with your kids by the end, you're like, I'd like to wipe that from the record and my memory, how to deal with the thoughts that come up when anything like that happens. Then in phase two, you get to choose your mindset adventure. You get to pick your specialized courses. So you really get to curate your clutch experience 
to you and decide like what you need to work on and in what order, what's the most pressing, what do you want to work on longer term? You get to make those choices for yourself, right? Learn how to make strong decisions and hit your goals and trust yourself. And then in phase three, you get to transform every area of your life, right? You get to build that self-trust, reduce that self-doubt. Like really the greatest gift I think that coaching has given me is that I just know that I got myself no matter what happens. Like I trust myself to just figure it out. So I'm really not that scared of, I'm not really scared of what the future might bring, or even if something goes wrong, like I just know, I don't, it's not that I know everything will be perfect forever. I'm sure it won't be. I'm living a human life. It's that I know I got this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to turn on myself. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to sacrifice myself for other people's opinions of me. Like I know that I am my own best friend. That's really what I think society takes away from women. And that's what I think we have to take back. So this summer only, we are also doing that feminist summer school you heard about, which I'm super excited about. Starts in August. You have to join by July 31st. Inside the Clutch, we are doing these four unique training sessions. We've never done them before. They're brand new. And they are exclusive training by the Clutch coaches that you already met to kind of help make sure that no matter what happened in June and July, that August can really be amazing and beyond, right? How to feel confident in anybody in any clothes this summer. I definitely used to wear like a bathing suit with a t-shirt over it, right? I didn't want to take wear bikini was out of the question and I didn't even really want to wear a bathing suit. And I didn't like to look at photos of myself and I didn't want to be in photos on vacation. So that's you. You need this class to learn some strategies to reduce your summer body anxiety how to have a great vacation no matter what, like how to enjoy vacationing alone if you have brain drama about that, if you're on a trip with friends and you're the only single person, or if you're on a trip and your partner, you guys aren't getting along, or you're on a trip with your family and that's stressful. They got a lot of you know opinions about how you parent your kids or whatever, like how to in- have a great vacation, no matter where you are, what happens. This shit comes in handy because I, I will tell you, if you've been on a flight recently, it is fucked up right now. <laughs> I just was in Nashville, not for vacation, for a family medical thing for a trip, but all of our flights were screwed up. So I'm noticing like how everybody else was reacting and how I was reacting, I was like, that coaching, man, it's worth it. Really changes your brain, your brain chemistry. How to de-stress your summer, right? Whether that's just you or you're dealing with your kids underfoot and at home, how to take the stress out of summer. And how to live pleasurably, right? Why do we like fixate on summer so much? Because so often we're like, oh, I'm just going to grind through all this stuff until I finally can go on vacation. And then of course, vacation isn't like a magical transporting bliss. And then we're still burnt out at the end. Like how do we create pleasure all along the way so that we don't need a vacation from our life? And if something goes wrong on vacation, it's no big deal because we already know how to live our regular life with pleasure, right? So here's what I want you to think about in terms of joining now, like reasons to join today. If you are on this call because you have something in your life that you want to feel better about, that's a reason to join now. Like we women are just socialized to spend our whole lives feeling shitty about ourselves and about our situations and about our relationships and just to kind of believe that like we should be grateful for anything we have, which gratitude is lovely, but it's not a reason that you can't make things better. I have this fight with my partner all the time, although... He actually is, you know, he is a man, but he got some, I don't know, Midwestern socialization that seems similar where he is just sort of like, if it's a good enough, if it's okay, it's fine. Like we shouldn't push it. And I'm always like, let's make this amazing. Uh, we go through this with everything. It's like, now I just have a shorthand where I'm like, nope, this is the mediocre versus amazing. We're going with amazing. That's how I want my life to be. That's what I want for you. Like you don't just have to tolerate something because it's okay or it's not that bad. Let's make your life amazing. Let's solve these problems, not just learn to live with them, not just be like in a kind of long-standing detente where you're like, well, I hate my body, so I just try not to look at photos and I don't know. Let's love your body. Let's change your thoughts so that you can actually have an amazing relationship with your body. We don't have to just settle for mediocrity. Feminist Summer School, also an amazing reason to join today or through July 31st because that alone will completely help transform your summer. And the first 20 people to join on this call get these incredible word poetry magnets that I invented. I, I, somebody's going to be like, Karen said she invented magnetic poetry. No, I invented the idea of using them for thought work and getting these clutch specific ones created. So these have all the thoughts that we think, all the words, I'm sorry, that we think you most need to create new thoughts. 
So when you join right now, you will get instant access to the Feminist Mindset Fix, that first course. You're going to get instant ability to get written coaching on any issue, right? And to apply for live coaching as well. You can claim your word poetry magnet. We had a little snafu there. And you get to join Feminist Summer School Live. And that is all for $97 a month, which again, remember, this is the improved version of the material that I used to teach for $10,000 a month with way less coaching available because it was just one person, me. And now we have the clutch coaches to help. I am there. Anna's in there. And we have this incredible peer community. That is one of the beautiful things about the clutch. So I want to talk for a minute about the kind of annual upgrade. So this is not on the sales. This is not on the kind of page where you sign up, you enroll. This is really um, after you enroll, when you go through, you have a chance to upgrade to annual if you want to. So I want to talk about this, and this is only for people for whom this is really available to you and accessible to you financially, which is really important because the mindset difference I'm just going to spend a minute talking about doesn't apply if this is not financially available to you, right? Uh, you know, if you are able to join the clutch on a monthly basis and that's what your bank account can support, that is awesome. And you can be incredibly committed that way. So you're not who I'm talking to for the next minute. And then I'm going to talk to you again. So stay here. But for the next minute, I just want to talk about the mindset difference here for people who could commit to a year, right? And when you do commit for a year, there is that also that benefit. You get two months for free. But I just want to talk about the mindset of I could do this financially and it wouldn't be a big deal to me, but I don't because of my thoughts, right? It's actually very different. Your reason for what you click on that page, if you click no, because that is not what your bank account and your life can financially support. That is an awesome reason. And you can be 100% in on that monthly basis and get so much out of the clutch. But if when you read that, your thought process is, I could do this, but I don't really believe in it. I don't believe in myself. I don't think I can do it. That's what I want to talk about. That's the problem, right? Because what happens when we start to change or we think we might change, we start to get afraid of being uncomfortable. And we want to go back and hide, right? We actually, human brains will prefer pain to uncertainty. Brains do not like uncertainty. We talk about this inside the clutch. I explain why, because it's a big part of changing your thoughts. But brains have evolved to prefer safety, even painful safety, over uncertainty, over fear. So when we tell ourselves, if we are somebody who absolutely could invest in an annual membership, but we tell ourselves, I'll just try this out that's what we do, right? Then we're dabbling, then we dip a toe in, right? We don't commit to making sure that it works for us and getting what we need out of it. We basically leave it up to our unmanaged minds. Like we're like, well, I signed up for this. Who knows if I'll commit or carry through or believe in myself, but uh, hey brain, just surprise me. <laughs> let's, let's roll the dice, right? When If you are able to, when you commit to the container for a year, you give yourself the luxury of time right? You're not adding anxiety by telling your brain that it has to hurry up and change fast enough to prove that it deserves support. You're not telling yourself like, I could do this, but I just don't believe in myself enough. Notice if that thought's coming up, like whatever decision you make about how to enroll, get coached on that immediately, whether you're monthly or annual in the clutch. When you come in, if you have this thought of like, well, I don't know if I can, I don't really believe in myself. What if I don't fall through? Please come get coached on that immediately. That thought is going to be the biggest barrier to progress for you, right? When you commit to something, you start to show up in a different way. And the shift that shifts your identity from someone who is unsure if you can change, who's like, oh, I'll try it out and see, to someone who's like, I am absolutely changing. I am making big moves on my behalf. I am going to give myself the time and the space to work, to practice, to integrate this, even for me to like check out when I go on vacation and then come back, right? It's just such a more generous and loving way to care for yourself than telling yourself, well, let's see if I can change, but the clock is ticking, right? So again, it's like all about what that mindset is. If only a month to month is available to you financially, it's that's awesome. And you you can still be going into that with a really committed mindset. But if you're choosing that because you're afraid and you're telling yourself, I'll just dabble, I'll just try, I don't know, I don't believe in myself, that is a different problem, right? And in that case, Whichever you choose, I really want you to go get coached on that thought. But I want you to consider using that annual coaching commitment 
as a way to build that self-belief and as a way to create that container so you have the space to do that. All right. This is the link, which is already in the chat. So let me answer some questions. And I am going to, um, am I going to leave this up? I think I'm going to close this so my face is bigger. Uh, You've got the chat. You've got the link in the chat. So you know where that is. I think Anna has, yep, dropped it again. Okay, so let me answer some questions. All right. Uh, Somebody asked, are there people of all ages in the clutch? Such a great question. Yes, there are people. I mean, you have to be, you know, an adult, I guess I would say, like a legal adult. We don't have 13-year-olds in the clutch. But there are people who are like 18, 19, early 20s. And then we have women in their 70s. We may have someone in their 80s. I don't, I'm not sure, but I know for sure of a couple of people in their 70s. So there really are women of all ages. The beautiful thing about neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to change, is that people, scientists used to think that your brain basically didn't have that once you were an adult. That's honestly nonsense. I mean, people learn new things all the time. People learn new skills. And thought work is a skill. Changing your thoughts is a skill. So it's never too late to learn it. And it's never too late to change your life. I believe that so strongly. Um, Somebody said, I've listened to all the episodes on the podcast and I found so many of the concepts useful, but I really don't think I can change many of my ingrained thoughts no matter how hard I try. How will the courses in the clutch be different or help me to change my thoughts? So here's the first thing I will tell you, honest to God. If what you tell yourself is, I can't change these thoughts, you are not going to be able to change those thoughts. It's okay to like have questions or be doubtful or be you know not be sure, but you have to leave open the glimmer of possibility that it can change, right? If you just tell yourself, I can't change these thoughts, it doesn't matter how good my coaching is, doesn't matter how good my courses are, we can't force your brain to change, right? You have to open the door to that possibility. So for this person, number one, what I would recommend is just think about anything you've changed your opinion on. Did you ever learn a new fact and change your thought about it, right? Did you ever change your mind about somebody? Like you can change your mind, focus on that. But on a broader level, yes, joining the clutch is very different. So when I think about the thing with the podcast is I, there's a lot of great teaching in that podcast. Like I, I believe I put a lot of my own like brilliance into it. It has evolved just naturally. I've been podcasting now since 2017. It's like five years of the podcast. We have almost 350 episodes. My teaching has evolved. I've done an episode every week. Like, you know, it's not like I set out to be like, here's five years of podcast episodes pre-planned out. So there's so much good stuff in there, but it's a little bit like you're trying to build a house and you just get like a box that probably has most of the materials in it, but they're all jumbled up and there's no manual, right? There's no little booklet. When you join the clutch, you are getting only what you need, exactly what you need. There's additional content in the clutch that's not on the podcast, but also everything is streamlined and organized for you. So instead of getting the jumble, which just kind of naturally evolved there, you are getting a package with like lots of little pouches in it that have exactly what you need to build one part of the house with the exact instructions and with an expert on call if there's any confusion or you have any questions or you want to take it deeper. So it's just a totally different experience, right? Listening to the podcast is just like trying to put this together on your own based on like a natural accumulation of ideas over years. When you join the clutch that you're getting exactly what you need, organized, condensed, focused with new additional content that's not even on the podcast and with the structure and support to create what you want. So it's just a completely different experience. Um, The other thing that obviously you have in the clutch, not on the podcast is let's say that you had somehow figured it out and like you had listened to the podcast and you had taken notes on how I say to change your thoughts and you were practicing it and it wasn't working. Well, what you need is some expert eyes to look at it and tell you why it's not working. And that's what you get in the clutch. There's nobody who can't change their thoughts. So if you have like distilled everything from the podcast somehow and even organized it for yourself, like if you are the one in 10 billion people who could do that and figure that out and it wasn't working, that means something's gone wrong, which is totally normal. Like you need, we need help when we're, we have a blind spot. When I have a blind spot, I need help. So when you come in the clutch, you can get that help, right? You can go to ask the coaches or you can hire the, and a one-on-one coach, you can come to a coach and call with me and say like, Hey, here's what I've tried to do. I'm really stuck on this thought. I've tried this thought. I've tried that thought. I've tried that thought. It's not working. What's going wrong? And we can diagnose and troubleshoot for you. Is it that you're not practicing the thoughts enough? Is it that you picked a thought that's too far away and you don't really believe it? 
Is it that you picked a thought that has like a negative unconscious thought attached to it? And so you don't see that. And that's why it's not working. We will help you figure it out. So there's nobody whose brain can't change. If you've tried to practice this on the podcast, it's not working the way you want it to. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, right? It just means that probably your brain got a little stuck somewhere and you just need some help to sort that out. That's what the clutch offers. Um, is the clutch for neurodiverse women? Yes, absolutely. I think we've, we've, I don't know. I can't say it's a disproportionate amount. Like I don't know exactly what the statistics are for clutch members in the population, but there are definitely a lot of neurodiverse people in the clutch. And I think a lot of neurodiverse people are attracted to thought work in general, often for various reasons, like we're questioners. We want to know how and why things work. We're maybe more sensitive in some ways, more aware of racing thoughts, sometimes have more racing thoughts. Like there's a lot of different reasons that people kind of might come to coaching and self-development and cognitive approaches, especially if they're neurodiverse. Um, so that is something we take account of. There are different ways of interacting with the materials. Like there's, you know, if there's a call replay or an audio, there's also a transcript. There's different like ways of accessing the materials we have, you know, you can, if you prefer written, you can get written coaching from Ask the Coaches. If you do much better with one-to-one -one conversation, then you can, you know, have some peer conversation in the Facebook group. We even have live calls of peer coaches who meet once a week called the Clutch Coops, which Anna may have talked about, or you can get written coaching, peer support there. If you're someone who likes to talk it out, right? If you want to work one-to-one -one with someone, you can, like there's sort of different options available. And then we have some um, neurodiversity specific trainings. Like we have a training on um, organization and ADHD by a coach who specializes in ADHD inside the clutch. So we have kind of various uh, opportunities for adapting things to you. And I also think at base, obviously a lot of the trouble and the stress, a lot of the kind of self and there's stress that comes from being neurodiverse in a kind of neurotypical world that's from, you know, running up against the world. And there's also just like the internalized ableism, like the internalized believing that we should be a certain way, be able to work a certain way, be able to function a certain way. And we don't. And so working through that, like self-criticism and shame is super important. And the clutch obviously helps with that. Um, somebody said, I'm engaging in a bunch of self-help lately. Just got a new therapist, start talking to a parenting coach. I worry about going overboard with self-help. Could you speak to how this program fits in compliments or support stuff you may already be doing for self-improvement? Yeah, that's a great question. There are a lot of people in the clutch who have a therapist. There are people who talk about the podcast together with their therapist. They work on something like in the, in the clutch or even with their one-on-one -on -one coach in the clutch, and then they take it back to their therapist. So it's very common to have other support and also be in the clutch. And when it comes to other coaching, I think what the clutch offers is this like feminist social conditioning perspective that's really important to any other work you may be doing. Like you, this person has a parenting coach. The way that people are socialized around parenting is so different based on whether they are perceived to be a mother or perceived to be a father, right? Based on their perceived gender. And trying to work through your parenting thoughts without that lens you can be missing a whole big perspective, right? Like what is the socialization around what it takes to be a good mom versus a good dad, right? Huge, huge piece of the parenting mental drama people have. So I think the clutch is an amazing accompaniment to anything like that. And if you think about it with like body movement, it's like you might go to Pilates once a week and you also go for a walk two times a week. And you also maybe meet with a trainer once a week to lift weights. It's not, those things aren't competing. They're all supporting the overall goal of having, you know, more physical fitness or certain kinds of health markers you're trying to achieve in your life. And they influence each other. Like the strength training makes the Pilates easier. And then the balance you're getting from Pilates makes your walking better. It's like, it all works together kind of synergistically. Um, somebody said, I don't identify as a feminist. Is that a problem? This is not a problem. I would say that the community is filled with people who are kind of somewhere on like two thirds of that spectrum of like, maybe they're actively feminist. Maybe they, you know, if pressed would say they're a feminist, but don't think about that much. Or they're just sort of like, they wouldn't say they're a feminist, but they're like feminist friendly. They're not anti-feminist, right? You're probably not going to have a good time in the clutch if you are like staunchly anti-feminist. <laughs> you can absolutely have concerns about the feminist movement in the United States. It's obviously been um, a very kind of whitewashed movement in a lot of ways, like historically, the feminist movement in the United States has been complicit in white supremacy and has, um, you know, marginalized women of color. So for sure, there's people who object to like 
the political feminist movement in the U.S. I don't think that you'd have a good time in the group if you like don't think men and women should be politically equal, right? Like if your belief system is men are better and they should have more power, then it's not a place for you. But as long as that's not what you think, yes, there are people anywhere from very involved, very heavily feminist identifying to not really at all. It's all about changing our thoughts, right? So it's not about, I mean, you just saw me coach someone who was having this issue with her husband and it wasn't, my coaching wasn't like, men are all lazy and stupid and trying to not help and you should hate him, (laughs) right? Like whatever the stereotype of feminism is. That's not what my coaching was. It's not about that. It's about understanding what society has taught us, what we've absorbed and how to free ourselves from that, right? And a lot of what people are getting coached on is not kind of about, you know, it's not even, it's not gender related at all. Like, of course, our socialization impacts us in a lot of ways, but people are dropping questions or getting coached about everything under the sun, you know, their work anxiety, their body image, their relationships, their, you know, their business they're working on, their, why they can't do the dishes, like whatever's going on with them. Uh, Okay. Let's see if there's any other questions I didn't quite get to. Um, I think that's it. So what I want to do, because we have about 10 minutes left, uh, is if anybody wants coaching on their decision to join the clutch, if you're like on the fence and you just want to like talk it through, I will absolutely be happy to coach you in a sort of, you know, self-empowering for you way. It is not my job to convince anybody to join the clutch. That's not how I roll. But if you want to coaching on it, if you kind of know you want to, but you have like a thought that's getting in the way and you're kind of afraid about it. I'll coach you about that. If you have a if you have a question that's like, is this included or how does this work? Please put that in the Q and A box. Don't raise your hand for that. But if you'd like some coaching to talk about the thought you have about joining, I can I will coach you. All right, we got Jenny. You're up. Oh, she declined. Okay, Aurea, your hand is up. So I'm going to call on you. If you if your hands are up for some other reason, take your hand down, please, so I don't accidentally call on you and promote you to panelist. All right. Come in Zoom. Here we go. Hi. Wait, let's unmute you. I need to be able to hear you. There we go. Okay. So thank you so much for like your podcast. It's so, it's so amazing. It's so incredible. And uh, it's like, it's really touched my heart. And so like, my question is, is that like, I think like my thing is, is like, I am wanting to get back out there and Mm -hmm. uh, with my business. And, you know, I took time from social media and, you know, was dealing with like navigating uh, healing from illness and also realizing the roots of that with patriarchy and self-love. So it's been mm. this really beautiful journey. And I still had like, you know, my, 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 my work that I was doing, you know, privately, but like, I want to get back out there in social media. So like, I'm like, kind of like that part of me is like the anxiety of like, mm-hmm. like getting back out there, but like feeling like maybe that the clutch would help me because it's like going mm-hmm. with like, I feel like a lot of women can relate to this, like Instagram and social media, there's all these pressures of the patriarch and like feeling like we have to be perfect and we have to get everything freaking right. And like all these beauty standards and like just, even if it's not about the beauty, it's just like that pressure to be perfect. And so like, I feel like maybe that this program would help me and this community so that I can feel more confident and supported to get myself out there because it's like, I didn't have it before, but now with social media, it's like, you know, basically there's this perfectionist aspect, like you have to be perfect. And if you're not this and that, and you're not doing all the things, then you'll just fail because it's like, this is, you know, in the social media. And I just feel like maybe this would help me to kind of overcome those things. um, So I could just get them out there. Cause what I want to do really is help to empower women. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I have this yeah, you got to empower yourself first. A hundred percent. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, I think there's always lots of people who coach you have, you know, corporate jobs or stay at home or whatever, but there are a lot of entrepreneurs too. Cause obviously there's so much mindset trauma in being an entrepreneur or having a business. And absolutely. I mean, I, I am somebody who firmly believes that like business coaching always has to be mindset coaching first. Like it's never about the strat strategies can be helpful, but if your brain is like, don't go out there, you'll die. Then it doesn't matter what the strategy is or like how good the plan or template is. You're not going to do it. So I absolutely think, yes, this is something you can work on when you come in. I would recommend, I would pick that, like, after you go through that feminist mindset fix, pick that self-confidence course, like working on that self-confidence and bring these kinds of questions to ask the coaches or to live coaching, but absolutely. And yes, you are not alone. A lot of people have this, right? This is part of how we're socialized. And I think one of the things that, you know, 
for a long time, it was actually physically dangerous for women to like stand out, to put themselves out there, to not have like a man's protection. We couldn't, you know, we didn't have the right to have our own bank account or our own money. There's physical and sexual violence. Like there's all centuries of socialization around it. And that's why I think that the club, like, that's why this work is so important. It's like, if you go into a standard, even business coaching thing, even business mindset coaching, and no one is talking about why you've been trained to think this way for hundreds of years and why it can feel so scary. You're just missing a big piece of the picture. So I think absolutely like this lens is so important for that. Like why do women hold themselves back? Why are we people pleasing? Why are we, why do we have imposter syndrome? It's not in a vacuum. It's not like just a weird magical mystery. It's not on our X chromosome. It's how we were socialized and why. So I absolutely, I think this is, that is exactly the kind of thing that you would want to work on. I really appreciate that. Cause it's like hearing those things, like in your podcast, it's like, oh my God, like I've been like working on transforming all these things in myself. And I'm like, oh, this is just coming from the future. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well there, like there it is. And that's like what I'm hoping to do is like joining the yeah. communities, like shifting those mindset, like not just listen to the podcast, but like being in the program and like being able to have yes. support with community and like feeling like I'm not alone yes. in this. And like, maybe like being able to ask like those questions and yeah. the ask a coach thing, because it's like, my brain is having all these things. And then I'm just like, but they're not even from like me. So that's what I'm like, hoping that I can yeah. do, you know, and I just yeah. feel like just, yeah, again, I appreciate just going on this call. Like, okay, I'm just going to just go for it anyways. And just, yeah, I'm glad. I'm that. so glad you asked that. Yeah. I yeah. Think it's a great so. example. And I think it is very like, we have to, even though the, the, the messaging came from outside, we have to change it because it's in our brains. Right. So it's not yeah. just enough to know it's there. That doesn't make it disappear. We yeah. have to go in there and like really rewire it. Yeah. Awesome. And like this, the last thing just to say thank you is like yeah. listening to your podcast. I was like, I could change my thoughts. Like this is the first I, podcast, like first person I could like say like, I actually have the option. Like I don't have to like be entertaining these thoughts. Like I can like work with them and like, like yes. kind of like, you know, work up that thought ladder and like be able to like question my thoughts and be like, oh, like, is this supportive? I was like, wow. Like I've never had anything where I listen to something and I'm like, Oh my God, I could like change my thoughts. I could like, I know it's like the secret to life. Like, this is amazing. Like this lady's amazing. Like what she's doing is amazing. Like I just love everything about what you have to offer. So I'm, I, I'm excited about joining. So thank you so awesome. much for all the work well, you're welcome. doing. I know when I first heard that, I was like, does everybody else know this? Why didn't no one tell me this? What do you mean? I can change these. Like, it really was like, boom, the secret to life. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go. So I can coach one more person. I'm excited for you. I'll see you in there. <laughs> all right, Kelly, you are up and then we are going to close it out. Excuse me. All right. Come on. Zoom. Here we go. I think I got there it. Go. Oh, okay. okay. Hi. Okay, hi. My question is, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Tell me your question. <laughs> I like, you were like, I got to get to the point. This lady said to go. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> my biggest problem is my anxiety, but mostly my procrastination. Mm. And I want to know if this is going to help me mainly with my procrastination and my self-thought and all that. Yes. A hundred percent. So in the module inside, once you go through that, the first course, there's a module on like time management organization, and there's specifically stuff in there about procrastination because procrastination is really an emotional problem. We procrastinate because of the feeling we have about the thing we're supposed to be doing and how we're going to think about ourselves. So I'm not, I won't try to kind of teach you the whole thing right now, but mm -hmm. procrastination is super common in people with high anxiety right? Mm -hmm. Also common people who are neurodiverse in different ways. And so there's different concrete strategies, but there's a lot of thought work that has to go on to help you understand why you're procrastinating and to even figure out, like for some neurodiverse people, it's actually, it's not even really procrastinating. It's like, they're always going to do it in the last little bit of time and it's going to come out fine. So they have to get comfortable with that and just be like, fine, that's how I work. And then for other people, it is like, they have thoughts about the project or their, if their ability to do it or what they're going to say to themselves. So you have to kind of go through and like figure out where you are on the spectrum, but that is absolutely something we address directly and that you can of course get help with and ask the coaches or through the community group. But um, I was a huge procrastinator before thought work. And it's been a combination of those two things for me. I think if you go back on the podcast, it's like my first episode before it was even like when it was the, a podcast for lawyers was about procrastination. Uh -huh. So it's, a, it's an issue near and dear to my heart. <laughs> the clutch will help you. <laughs> will help you solve it. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. All right, my friends. Thank you everyone who asked questions. Bye everyone. All right, my friends, don't forget if that sounded incredible to you, 
and you're thinking, I'll get to that later. No, no, ma'am. Get to it now because you have to join by July 31st to get access to the whole feminist summer school experience because we are starting in August. So text your email to plus one three four seven nine three four eight eight six one. Again, text your email to plus one three four seven nine three four eight eight six one. There's no code word. You'll just get a link or go to unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash summer. Let's make August the best part of summer and the best summer you've had yet. Let's go, y'all. I'll see you there.